0: Welcome to the NASCAR Field Filler Podcast. Check out our new website for all your news, updates, and episodes at nascarfieldfiller.com. We have one spot left in the field, so let's fill up the last row with our host, Vanilla Wafers. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Back of the Field. This is Vanilla Wafers, and thank you for tuning in to the Field Filler Podcast. After this weekend, we will already be a quarter of the way done with the 2021 NASCAR Cup Series season. Gosh, it's kind of hard to believe that, right? It felt like it just started, and we're already just about 25% done? But then again, we've seen seven different drivers win. We've seen only one driver repeat. We've seen many drivers make an ass out of themselves. And we've seen many uh, upsets. And speaking of upsets, we got to make sure we find the next one at the next track, Richmond Raceway. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. Richmond Raceway does not provide too many surprise winners. In fact... Being a short track in NASCAR, it's really not an exciting race the last few couple of years we've came here. I mean, I remember the passing's very limited, but you know, what they all keep saying, it's the best season ever. Maybe this will be one of the better races at Richmond. I'm not going to be too optimistic on this one. I've been optimistic about a lot of other things this year. This one, I don't know. But hey, who knows? Maybe they will surprise me. Maybe Mother Nature will stay away. We'll have DW stop messing with Mother Nature saying, hey, baby. How about you make it a little moist for me down in Virginia? You know what I mean? Let's hope that that doesn't happen. Let's hope it is a green racetrack, clear skies, and let's enjoy some racing. But before we get into that, we always got to do what we do every single week. We got to look at our top fantasy picks, see which drivers we need in our fantasy lineup for this weekend. It is time to look at the best for week number nine. Alrighty, guys. We already know the dealio. You can only pick six drivers for each weekend, and one driver ten different times in 26 races of the regular season. That's right. You can't use Martin Truex Jr., Kevin Harvick every single race. You got to be smart with your picks. So. Who's going to be one of the best ones to use here at Richmond Raceway? I got five drivers here that seem to be head and shoulders above everyone else. Do you want to use them all in your fantasy roster? Maybe, but the chances are they're not going to finish one through fifth. One driver, however, that I feel very confident in this race, and he's going to be the first person on our list, is Martin Trex Jr. with Joe Gibbs Racing. There's no reason why Martin Trex Jr. is going to fall off heading into this race. I mean, his worst finish in the last four races here has been third. He's won two of those races and he's known as one of the best short track racers right now doing great at Martinsville Bristol eh? he still he does really good there not not compared to Richmond and Martinsville but again Richmond second first first third then he had a bit of a struggle in the two races before that finishing 14th and 20th but he still scored on average 30 points that's pretty damn impressive and that's someone you definitely want on your fantasy team Maybe he can do the same thing like he did in Martinsville, win three out of the last four races, we could see him in victory lane once again and definitely should be on your fantasy roster. Okay, guys, we're gonna to start to see a little bit of a trend here. We're gonna see a lot of teams gonna be up here near the top, and other teams are gonna be completely excluded. Because the next guy I'm going to bring up, how about the number 18 of Kyle Busch, Martin Trex Jr.'s partner? Now, Kyle Busch, we've all been hearing about it every single time. It gets so damn annoying. Oh my god, Kyle Busch is not the driver that we're used to seeing. He used to dominate everything, and now when 2020 hit, he's not what he used to be. What's been happening? I'll tell you what's happening. I think Kyle Bush, in a sense, is kind of hitting his twilight part of his career. He's kind of going out a little bit. Not saying he's done. I mean, there's a reason why I'm putting him as a top pick. But he's not nearly as good as what he used to be. Kind of like how Jeff Gordon, Jimmy Johnson, Dale Earnhardt, all those guys went through a little bit of a slump. This is where it's at. But one track he seems to be staying on top has been Richmond. He has finished 6th, 2nd. Eighth, won a race, won a race, finished ninth. Every single one of those races scoring 39 or more points. Very consistent here at Richmond. There should be no reason why you should exclude Kyle Bush because he's not good like he used to be. That's like saying, Jeff Gordon, you want to keep him off your fantasy roster at Martinsville because he's not good as what he used to be back in 1998. You can still keep Kyle Bush in this race as one of your top picks going into the Richmond race because let me tell you, he's going to be up there near the the front. Alright, let's include the guy that's been letting us down recently. I'm talking about the number two of Brad Kesselowski. Brad Keselowski is the most recent winner here at Richmond. The other few finishes beforehand: a fourth, seventh, ninth, eighth, and eleventh. More of a top five, top ten guy than he is really a contender for the win. But he even has wins before that. I remember 2014 he absolutely dominated that race in the fall. So Brad Keselowski does really good at this track. The only thing I'm worried about is he is in kind of a slump right now, and I don't really know what's going on with Brad Kay. Maybe he's just having the worst luck ever. I mean, last week was just really bad luck. He got caught up in an accident, and Daytona 500, he got caught up in Joey Logano blocking him and sending him into the wall, almost into the catch bench. But here at this race, I really think he can start turning things around in a sense. I don't know if he's going to be the winner, but he's still really good at this track. There's no reason to keep Brad Keselowski off your radar here at the short tracks because he is really good. If he would have stayed out truddable in that Marnesville race, he would have got a top 10, maybe even a top five. This race, I feel the same exact thing. Keeping his nose clean, you'll see him near the front. Brad Keselowski, not a bad option. All right, I got to include this guy, not a Toyota, not a Ford, Who else is it going to be? It's going to be Kyle Larson in the number five machine. Kyle Larson has been so damn good at every single track, except the track that we thought he was going to do, the dirt race. Isn't that ass backwards? But here at Richmond, he's been really good in the number 42 car. And we already know this year, the 42 car is nothing compared to Rick Henrik equipment. Let's look at his last few finishes here. He didn't race last year in 2020. Do we need to go over that again? Finish sixth, DNF, seventh, seventh, first. So if you don't count, that DNF, which he kind of exited out of lap 125, I believe it was. So a little bit past about 30% of the race. All his other finishes about seventh or better, a top 10 guy. But like I said, let me reiterate, he's now in Rick Henrik equipment. He even got a victory in that number 42 car. You're going to tell me that he's not going to be a factor in this race, especially with better equipment? No way in hell you're going to keep Kyle Larson off your fantasy roster because he's going to be contending against all those Joe Gibbs cars and those Roger Penske cars for victory in week number nine. And then the last one, let's include the triple crown here, the number 11 of Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin is known to dominate at Virginia racetracks. Where's Richmond at? Uh, it's in Virginia. There's your geography lesson for the day. Hopefully, that helps you out in your classes. Yes, uh, Deddy Hamlin is going to be a great option here in this race. Uh, last finish here, he did finish 12th, but still scored 35 points. So he was still up there throughout the race, just not there near the end. The races before that, third place, a fifth place. Then another one with a 16th place finish. That one he really struggled in. But then you go past that one, once again, two more top fives in the races before that. So he's definitely a really good top five guy. I think I can see him in that spot throughout the entire race. Could he even go for the victory? Maybe. Um, He's going to have to compete against Martin Trex Jr. and Kyle Busch, his two teammates. I think he can edge out Kyle Busch. Not sure with Martin Trex Jr. I mean, he's been on fire. That's why I include him as number one. But you don't want to leave Denny Hamlin too far behind. He's going to be right there with his teammates. He's going to do good in this race. Could it be his first victory of the year? Maybe. If he can edge out Martin Trex Jr., if he has the better equipment, we'll see that number 11 car in victory lane. So those are the top five picks for this weekend. Martin Trex Jr., Kyle Busch, Brad Keselowski, Kyle Larson, and Denny Hamlin. Now let's move on to the pretty good guys that you still want to keep an eye on for your fantasy picks. Alright, we mentioned his teammate here earlier. Who's it going to be? Is it going to be Chase Elliott, William Byron, Ryan Blaney? No, it's actually going to be Joey Logano, the most beloved NASCAR driver in the series right now. Joey Logano, (laughs) I I couldn't even say that with a straight face. Joey Logano does really good here at Richmond he's gotten a victory here in the past it was back in 2014 but still it was very impressive other finishes here here's the last six 3rd, 11th, 2nd, 14th, 4th, 2nd. So he's kind of up and down. You could get a top 4 out of him, but you can also get a finish outside the top 10. Seeing how Joey Logano has been the last few races and how his short track package has been, he's probably going to be right there in between 5th and 8th. That's where I feel Joey Logano will be in this race. Definitely a good 3rd or 4th pick for your fantasy roster. I just don't think he's going to be compared to the other guys. Uh, this weekend, so Joey Logano, keep an eye on him for on your fantasy roster. Maybe don't put him ahead of the other five that we just mentioned. All right, one of the biggest mysteries in NASCAR right now in the 2021 season: where the hell is Kevin Harvick? He is my seventh pick of this weekend. Kevin Harvick was and Stuart haas Racing. I don't know what in the world's going on. They're in a horrible slouch. It seems like when Rick Henrik started doing good again, that's when Stuart Haas racing started to suck ass. And here we are here in the 2021 season, still not one victory by Stuart Haas, and not even close to getting a victory either. The only one that's been doing all right has been Kevin Harvick. And I think now we've kind of waited a little too long to see if he's going to do anything. I still think you still want to save him for some other races. I still think he can do good at a few mile and a half tracks. If not there, he's going to do good at New Hampshire. But here at Richmond, he's not too bad. He's fairly consistent. 7th place, 7th place, 4th place, 2nd place, 5th place. He got a 16th, but still he scored a few fantasy points throughout the race. So Kevin Harvick still is really consistent at this racetrack. Now, is he going to be near the front, like maybe a second place or a fourth place? I think Stuart Haas Racing still has to get some stuff together before they're at that level. But Kevin Harvick shouldn't be excluded from Richmond Raceway just because he's having a bad season. He still does really good at this track. He still would not be a bad option to keep if you're looking for a fourth or a fifth pick guy. Definitely put him on there. If you're thinking he's going to be your top guy, uh, you might want to change your spectacles. and might want to change the channel because you're not watching the correct races we You're watching something completely different, but Kevin Harvick's still a pretty good guy to go with this weekend. Now, let's include a driver that you probably haven't seen too much on the fantasy rosters. I am talking about the number three of Austin Dillon. He's in the pretty good category. Now, why in the world am I going to put Austin Dillon on here? Well, if you've looked at the last six races, half of them he has finished six or better. The most recent race here scored 51 points. He scored a lot of points. Now, that number 3 in Richard Childish Racing was showing that they were not a waste of a spot at the beginning of the playoffs. They were doing really good and it carried on here at Richmond. And then the last few runs here he's been running around the top 10. He did finish 22nd, the race before he got that uh, 4th place finish. But before that, a 6th place and a 6th place. He does really good at this racetrack and he's been very consistent here recently. I wouldn't be surprised to see that number 3 car jockeying for top 10 maybe even a top 5 in this race definitely can save some of the other drivers if you've used up those other guys maybe five or more times throw Austin Dillon in there Austin Dillon may not be too far from these guys may get you a good payout keep you there near the front Austin Dillon definitely a good third or fourth pick for this weekend (laughs) then let's include another driver now he this guy does have a victory this year Christopher Bell in the number 20 all the Joe Gibbs cars made it into the top 10. Bravo for you guys, but at the same time nobody's really shocked by that because Joe Gibbs tends to do really well at this racetrack. If you don't believe me, just look at the last 10 races here at Richmond. They've won 70% of the races here. If it's not that, then it's 80% when you count the races in the Xfinity Series because Christopher Bell has three victories down there. Only has one result here in the Cup Series because they only ran here once last year. I mean, nothing great. It was a 15th place finish getting 22 points however again secondary equipment he was a rookie this is now the 20 car we've seen how good he's been running he's been a solid top 10 guy throughout the beginning of the season Christopher Bell may not be a bad guy to use here I'm gonna put him on my fantasy roster definitely as a fourth or fifth pick because hey if all the Joe Gibbs guys are gonna do really good in this race Christopher Bell is gonna be right there with them no doubt in my mind Christopher Bell keep an eye on him he's gonna do good here at Richmond. And then the last pretty good guy, again, another shocker here. I don't even know if I put him in the pretty good category yet. Maybe at Daytona. That is the number six of Ryan Newman. Ryan Newman, believe it or not, does really, really good at Richmond. Let's not count last year's race. He was still recovering last year around this time. The previous five races before that, however, he has finished in the top ten three times, One time with the number six car, and then two times with the number 31 car with Richard Childress Racing. Again, another reason to keep looking at Austin Dillon. But also with Ryan Newman. He does really good here. There's been some races where he has gotten some pretty brutal finishes, but sometimes it's not due to his own. He got taken out by Tony Stewart once. He got into an accident here a couple years ago. He is usually running around near the top 15 or the top 10. Ryan Newman, another guy. You can save your picks for some of your top drivers keep him on there because he's probably gonna do really good in this race if he stays on the lead lap at the first half of the race then there's no doubt in my mind he will be there near the end to give you a ninth or tenth place finish Ryan Newman a good substitute for some of those top picks so those are the pretty good categories we got Joey Logano Kevin Harvick Austin Dillon Christopher Bell and Ryan Newman now let's move on to the guys that are kind of dark horses and maybe you'll want to take a gamble on here at Richmond Raceway now, this one is mostly based off the equipment he is in. He's done really good here in the X Xfinity Series. We haven't seen too much of him in the Cup Series yet, but... I'm thinking that he's going to run consistent with his partner, and that's the number eight of Tyler Reddick. We've noticed that with Richard Childress racing, when one car's doing good, the other car's not too far behind. So there's no reason to exclude Tyler Reddick from this fantasy roster because he's going to be right there with Austin Dillon. Is he going to be like fourth and fifth? Nah, I'm thinking he's going to be more like in the 10th spot, maybe the 11th right there. But if you're someone that's just pissed away all your top picks you're just like oh man I've used Denny Hamlin eight times I've used all the Joe Gibbs drivers at least six Joey Logano um used him seven times I gotta start saving Reddick might be a good one as well to use for your save pick because if Austin Dillon's gonna do good in this race like I already said Tyler Reddick's not gonna be that too far behind A driver who's usually in the pretty good category, but he's more of a dark horse in this race. I'm talking about the number one of Kurt Busch. Kurt Busch, he's been struggling. He was really good at the beginning of the year. I I was impressed on how well he was doing. Now he's kind of in a little bit of a slump here in the previous few races. Hasn't really gotten the good finishes. Hasn't really been the guy to beat or look like the young Kurt Busch that that we were seeing in the first few races. However, I don't want to take him out completely yet. He does fairly good here at Richmond. Not too much of a top five guy, but more of a top 10, top 15 right around there, scoring a few fancy points in the stages. Kurt Busch could turn things around here. It's a little bit uh, far-fetched to say that he's going to get a victory here, but he has done good here in the past, and Chip Ganassi Racing has had some good equipment here. So I wouldn't be surprised to see, honestly, Kurt Busch running the top 10 in this race. Is it a guarantee? No, not really. Of course, no races are really a guarantee. But I still think he's considered a dark horse going into this race. Hey, would you look at that? Another Rick Henrik car makes it into the Fancy Picks. Which one is it going to be? Is it going to be William Byron, who's been running in the top 10 most of this uh, year? No, it's not going to be him. He really hasn't finished well on this racetrack. And all honesty, the 24 car is usually cursed when it comes to Richmond. So he might still get a top 10, but there's definitely going to be other races where he's going to do better. What about Chase Elliott? You know, Chase Elliott, everyone rubs their nipples seeing him run near the front. Is he going to be doing it again this weekend? I I don't really see it. I see other races where he can do better. Richmond, eh, it doesn't scream Chase Elliott to me. It doesn't really scream too much for the Chevys. But Alex Bowman might be a good, safe driver to go with in this race. Very consistent, right around there between 12th and 16th. This is going to be a guy that you're going to use if you think the other guys are going to be to aggressive or wild shots that they might get into an accident midway through the race. Now, we've seen everybody get into an accident right after the second stage, so it screws everyone over anyways, but maybe you think that that's already going to happen. Alex Bowman usually keeps his nose clean when it comes to Richmond, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him running in the 12th to 15th spot, having someone have an accident in front of him, maybe even a guy on your fancy team, and you're going, row, well, thank God I have this guy as my sixth pick, because Alex Bowman will be that guy. Alex Bowman will be the guy that will get you a solid 23 points. Not going to get you probably a top five finish, but still, you're going to be grateful to have him as kind of your sixth pick. That's all I really see out of Alex Bowman, but definitely don't keep away from him, especially if you think your guys are going to be extra aggressive in this race. Then another guy I want to talk about how about the number 47 of Ricky Stenhouse Jr Ricky Stenhouse Jr his finishes are not too impressive. They're a little bit worse than Alex Bowman's, uh, finishing 18th, 15th, 16th, 13th, 23rd, 19th. Why am I including him on this list? Well, the one thing I've noticed with Ricky Stenhouse Jr. at the beginning of this year compared to the other few years is he can score some stage points here and there, and not just like at places like Talladega. He's been doing it at the mile and a half. He's been doing it, I think he even did it at the short tracks as well. I mean, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is a good 5th or 6th pick, more of a safety net than anything. And it's kind of weird saying that about Ricky Stenhouse Jr. because he likes to wreck almost anybody he sees. And then he tries to fight them for damaging his car because he wrecked them. That's basically how I think of Ricky Stenhouse Jr. But again, another guy that you're going to probably put in your 6th spot can score you, potentially, I'm thinking around 25, 30 points, right around there. i think it more towards 25 points. If you think that's good enough, keep him on the fantasy roster. If you think someone is going to be an aggressive spot, maybe put him in the same spot as Alex Bowman. Sixth pick, more of a life preserver more than anything. And then the last one, we got to go with a riskier guy, but I've already used him before here in this spot. I'm going to use him again. Number 99 a Daniel Suarez. I have faith that he's going to do good in this race. Now, Martinsville, he had a good car. They just couldn't put anything together. That was just like the new team, whoa. Bad luck after bad luck, mistakes that shouldn't have been happening. And then the number 24 car wrecks him. So he decides to pay him with a water bottle to say, hey, can you put the water out on my car or something? You kind of screwed it up it's it's on fire, and that's going to be expensive, and if you don't, I, I may have to wreck you here in the next few races, hopefully he doesn't focus on that here at Richmond, more than likely he's going to, because, you know, that's just how NASCAR drivers are, but here at Richmond, not counting the number 96 car, because God, no one does good in that car, Just ask anyone in the past who's driven the number 96 car. They've never really done good. But here with Daniel Suarez, before that, he finished 9th, 18th, 17th, 10th, and 7th. Now, that was with Stuart Haas Racing as well as Joe Gibbs Racing. So the equipment was fairly good. The number 99 team, what are they sharing equipment with? RCR. And what has RCR been doing? They've been doing really good here at Richmond. So you're seeing Daniel Suarez kind of finishing fairly well in these races with a team that has had some very well finishes with their equipment. I don't know. I could see Daniel Suarez getting another top 10 this weekend. Definitely going to be the six pick guy. This is the guy you're going to take a big gamble on a big dark horse in this race, but I can see it happening. I can see them redeeming themselves from Martinsville and getting another solid finish. You got a good driver. You got some good equipment for the racetrack. Hey, number 99 car may not be a bad guy to put in that sixth slot. So those are the dark horses guys are going to want to take a gamble on. That is the number eight of Tyler Reddick, the number one of Kurt Busch, the 48 of Alex Bowman, the 47 of Ricky Stenhouse Jr., and the number 99 of Daniel Suarez. And that will conclude our fantasy picks for this weekend, guys. Before we go off for today, I just want to mention two things here, really quickly. We just hit 100 episodes earlier this week, and I completely forgot about it until I published it. 100 episodes! Come on, boys, let's play some celebratory music. This is huge. Ta-da. Ah. Is that all we got? Well, you know what? I didn't really expect anything more from the Field Filler crew. But, yes, it is. a It is 100-episode, guys. This is so great to see. We have been doing this for more than a year now. Already done 100. I remember the very first episode. You know, I was just like, well, I feel like that in the iRacing series, I feel like William Byron's going to do really good. and, And if you don't think so, that's fine. Like, I was scared really really bad about doing this like getting my name out there and, and for anyone who ever is wanting to think about doing a podcast of uh, whatever it may be just throw yourself out there and and just do it because you'll absolutely love it and I've enjoyed this so much. I've been so grateful that I have people listening to me. I never thought people would listen to me talk about NASCAR, one of the favorite things I love to watch on my weekends. And here we are, 100 episodes in, plenty more to come. So for everyone who's been there from the beginning, thank you. And for everyone new coming in, week by week Welcome, and let's enjoy the ride. And then another award I want to talk about, let's talk about the Soap Award. We can't go away from Martinsville without talking about the Soap Award because everyone there was pissed. You listen to the radios left and right, everyone cussing up a storm. They all needed soap from Just Luxurious Body Soap. I just hope they have enough to supply everyone because every driver needed it. You had Bubba Wallace throwing a fit. Austin Dillon cussing about himself. Ryan Blaney pissed off because, you know, he took the air hose out. And then Kyle Busch, you know, just being Kyle Busch. But there was one guy who stood above everyone else, and that was Eric Jones. When he got taken out by Ross Chastain and Brad Keselowski, this is what the driver of the number 43 car had to say. Oh, amateur hour? F an amateur hour? My friend, that is a soap award for you. And it's not just that. You got into the accident afterwards, that big old pileup, and all you could do was cuss, throw a fit. But let me tell you something the reason why you're head and shoulders because of that common amateur hour, do you really want to call drivers that? You being in the number 20 car and then getting your ass replaced by another than Christopher Bell, now you're in the number 43 car, trying your best to get top 15s, top 10s, and you want to call people amateurs? My friend, you need to get your stuff together, and hopefully this bar of soap that we're giving you is going to help you clean your mouth first off, and then also clean up your performance on the racetrack, because right now, you are not on top tier level to be calling people amateurs out on the racetrack. And that will conclude the few biggest announcements, so above all, guys, thank you so much for listening to the best and trying out all the rest. I have been able to fill up the last few remaining minutes of your time, so I'm going to take the car and pull it right on into pit road, collect my last place winnings, and I am out. So you all take care. This has been the Field Filler Podcast.